and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and so excited today to have both Karina Noble, she's Senior Vice President, Communication and External Affairs at National Express. She's also serving as NSTA President. And then with her is Bree Allen, Senior Director of Operational Improvement at National Express, and Bree chairs the NSTA Government Relations Committee. So welcome, Karina and Bree, to NSTA The Bus Stop. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Well, and, and this is going to be such a, a, a great podcast, but I guess it's best for me to start at the beginning. And, you know, Karina, over time, we've had a lot of discussions about GR and the role of GR, not only within NSTA, but the industry at large. But that had to start, you know, somewhere, you know, for you. So. Maybe you can walk the listeners through your evolution, not only beginning with, you know, getting on the GR committee, but you also then chaired it. And now you've transitioned to the position of president at NSTA. And I have to think all that great experience has been helpful to you. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And I remember, Kurt, I've been attending meetings for so many years, but even prior to my GR involvement, I was on the marketing committee. That was what I had been doing at work, so it was great, and it was very—I was comfortable in that space. I thought I could contribute, and candidly, I was always a little intimidated by the GR committee. I didn't understand all that they were saying. I didn't quite understand all of the inner workings of of Congress and how that worked, but I was always fascinated with it. And so, when I was asked if I would join the GR committee, and I think it was the co-chair position, I had to think about it because I wasn't sure what I could contribute. Um, but I sure did learn a lot. And as you said, that has contributed greatly to my ability to add value on the NIST executive team, um, especially now as president, given everything that we just went through during COVID. Uh, one of the, I've always thought that one of the best member benefits that NISTA provides to its members is the GR support and the GR work that we do. So to really be able to understand that and understand the history of what we've done and our successes there and build on that has been really helpful, as you mentioned. Yeah, and on, you know, on Bree's end, you know, Bree, you were formerly a chair of GR. You had a brief hiatus, and then now you're back as GR chair. So it'd be interesting from your lens to see, you know, how things might be a little bit different than you know your first tenure as chair of the GR committee. Well, I stepped back in at a really interesting moment, Kurt. When I was initially GR chair a couple of years ago, I had taken over the role from John Cor, who held the position for years and had sort of done the same thing for years and worked closely with Becky. He looped me into the position, and then we looped Karina into the position to co-chair with me because of our differing perspectives. And we had an interesting few years together. But now that I've stepped back in um, with a different organization and in a different time frame in the country, I see a lot more involvement in a government relations committee, which makes me really happy. I think that with the pandemic, and with us all trying for legislative efforts to help us during the pandemic, we've seen a ton more involvement from all of our members. We've seen more interaction with our legislators. So it's just an exciting time to be part of government relations in the NSTA world. And one interesting thing you brought up, Bree, was you know, pr- you know, your perspective. And maybe you can highlight, and I'll bounce it to Karina after this, but how you don't have to fit into a certain box to be helpful in GR. So we're really kind of politically agnostic. People have many different viewpoints, you know, from 
obviously from their lens and um you know how that kind of diversity lends itself to representing the organization you know actively in washington dc yeah absolutely i mean we are looking for perspectives from every end of the spectrum you know karina and i were brought together specifically because we came from differing political perspectives as well as different perspectives in what we did for a living, you know, and I was so heavily focused on operations at the time I was representing business owners and small business owners. And at the time, Karina was with a larger organization sort of outside of the operations realm, but both of us were able to contribute in meaningful ways to the discussion. And like Karina, I came into the role with very little knowledge on actually interacting with our legislators in a meaningful way. You know, I had studied political science, but I really hadn't had a chance to sit down with legislators and have a conversation with them about important topics that were impacting my business and impacting my daily business life with my employees and the regulations and legislative efforts that we had. So I think, you know, from from a small business perspective to a large company, from, you know, liberal to conservative, it really doesn't matter. Everybody's perspective is important and everybody's perspective helps drive our initiative. We need to hear from from the group and and it doesn't matter if everybody's in alignment, we're all working toward a goal of making the industry a better, safer place. Yeah, that's uh, some great thoughts there, Bree. Uh, Karina, from your end, you know, so that diversity of thought really helps people, I think, get over the hump of, you know, being concerned that their opinion isn't appreciated or taken seriously. Oh, absolutely. It's funny. I think Bree said we had differing perspectives, and I think that's quite an understatement, actually. (laughs) I remember when, when John Core was trying to sell it to me. And I said, I don't really know much about Brie. And he said, oh, I think you'll be a good balance for her. Not, I think you're going to get along well with her and you're going to work well together. (laughs) He said, he's very honest. He said, you're going to be a good balance. But what we found is working together. No, Brie and I don't often see eye to eye, but I have great respect for what she does and great respect for what she brings to GR and to NISTA and candidly to National Express because we work together. And that's what's so great about it is she has a passion for the story she's trying to tell. And that's really all you need to be able to contribute to GR. We'll, we'll teach you the rest, just like Brie and I learned. I didn't even come with a political science background like she did. I was even further behind. But I have a passion for telling the story of school buses and of my company. And so when you put that together, Becky helped us learn to whom it was we needed to speak and what the strong messaging points was. And you learn about the different committees and who you need to get to. And if you can tell your story about school buses and why they're important and why they're uh, the most safe on the road. That's really all you need. We'll, we'll teach you the rest. And like you said, diversity in thought. We are only better when we have more voices. And the more voices we have, when we have that diversity of thought, that's when we get to some of the great ideas. I mean, we never thought search was possible. Diversity of thought and strong voice made that happen. And so if you look at some of our successes, I think they were born because we had not only growing numbers, which we do. We've got a great story there. We've grown stronger and stronger in contractor member numbers but also in the number of folks who are contributing to GR, but also because we have differing voices. Yeah, absolutely. And I always think one of the 
prime attributes you have to have as far as you know being you know having success in a you know governmental relations or advocacy area is is first curiosity and then a desire to be a person that's really interested in connecting the dots to get to get to a solution um, and that's just from my standpoint Bree do you do you have any uh, you know similar observations that that you think have really helped you develop in the GR realm? Yeah, I think something important Karina said that I want to expand upon because I think that this is what people get held up on when they think about the bus in, in particular is what our legislative legislators really want to hear from us when we sit down in a room with them is our story. Nine times out of 10, they're asking us questions about our employees and what life was like during X, Y, or Z regulation. And now in particular, they're going to want to know what our life was like running a business during the pandemic. Like we, people tend to focus on the issue and maybe I don't understand fully this insurance issue, or maybe I don't understand fully the seatbelt issue or whatever the case may be. But you, what you do understand fully is your business and your perspective on your business. And nine times out of 10, that's really the message that gets shared at the bus in. That's what people are interested in. They're interested in you and what you do and your story, like Karina said. So I think it's so important for all of our members to understand that point when they think about government relations and then when they think about the bus in particular. People are looking for your story and only you can tell that. Only you can truly share your emotional experience going through something or what it was like when X happened and this regulation came down or that regulation came down and how it impacted your life and your employees' lives. That's really what they want to know. And those personal connections that we make on the Hill are what make us successful. And, th and that's really what I took out of my initial involvement with Government Relations Committee when I was part of the trans group and now being part of a different organization. They just want to hear about your life and how it's been impacted by what they do and what perspective you can bring to the conversation. Yeah, that's that's such a great point about, you know, you know your business best and to relate that to, you know, whatever policymaker you're engaged with. And I think sometimes also we can get focused on preaching to what I'll call the converted. So I'm going to bounce this question to, to Karina. If, you know, somebody was interested in joining an STA and, you know, had no idea about government relations at all. How would you, you know, express them why advocacy, you know, is so important and continues to be important for, for them as a, you know, private school bus operator? That's a really good question, Kurt. And I think there's there's two parts of it. One is the business in which we are in, as everybody knows is involved in it, is so highly regulated that it's critical for us to be having these conversations with the regulatory agencies. And we have a lot of these. We've got we've got calls almost every week with a regulatory agency, uh, and you forget how often you have to remind folks what it is you do and why the yellow buses are important. So so there's that piece of it, but the other piece of it is because there there really is an opportunity to advocate for your industry and get things done rather than just waiting for things to happen and figuring it figuring out how to react. I think for many years, we were stuck in a reactive rut because so much was happening that we didn't have control over. And all we could do was put out statements to say what we thought and try to talk to folks about other topics that we had initiated. And finally, a few years ago, 
I'd say we turned the corner and we were able to be proactive and put legislation out there and share ideas. And so I think for those two reasons, it's really important. Regulatory, regulatorily speaking, you have to be advocating for yourselves and reminding folks who you are because the regulators come up with some ideas that aren't going to work and they don't even, they don't really know better sometimes. So you have to be able to say, oh, well, let me tell you why this might work differently if you tried something else. And what we have found is they're very open to that information. So you need to have those conversations because they're, they're not experts in what it is that we do. And then on the, the proactive side, because we know so much about the industry, there is an opportunity to push forward with initiatives that help not only protect the member companies, but again, like I've been, Bree and I have been saying, help protect the interests of the yellow bus. And we want to make sure as many kids get on yellow buses as possible. And so that's why it's important to be proactive about, about the industry and what's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, going back to an earlier you know, piece of this conversation, we did, we did talk about, you know, some folks entering the GR realm is finding that intimidating. Bree, what do you think, you know, we can do organizationally to help support people and, and get that next wave of advocates, you know, in, in, into the pipeline to, you know, to assist NSTA in, in continuity? I think the most important thing is just reminding people that there's a ton of resources out there from our website to Becky Weber, to yourself, Kurt, to me, to Karina. There's a bunch of ways for them to find out more information and to start engaging in the process. And the more you engage, the more you listen in, the more comfortable you're going to become with what we're talking about in GR. Uh, so it doesn't have to be this huge initial effort. You don't have to jump right into the committee and start contributing. You can just slowly start to get more comfortable with the topics. And there's, like I said, there's so much information out there um, that they, they can take it on when they want to. They, they can read up on things that interest them and then find a way to engage in a meaningful way for them. But there's, but between all of us, there, there should be somebody that they can find a connection with that will be willing to talk to them and help them out with any topics they might be struggling with. Kurt, I want to add, sorry, I'm going to go over you real quick. Ahead, I, I really want to add something there. You're never alone with NISTA. That's what's great about it. Going in, and I know we're not doing Hill visits this year because of the restrictions in the, the office buildings there. But when we get back to it, you're never alone. You're going in with other member companies. You can always find someone who's willing to take that first step and start the conversation. And we always have backup materials. We've had business cards with key messages printed on it. We send out one sheeter. So we're not saying come into GR, we'll teach you a little bit, and then you have to go alone. We're, we're always there for each other. We're usually in groups on these calls. I've been talking about with the regulatory agencies. There's at least six or seven of us on there, and there's always folks who are willing to start that conversation, take the first step, answer the hard questions while you learn. Um, we're a team. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I think is interesting is, uh, you know, even over time, I think we're, you know, evolving our message and becoming more coordinated when we get one net benefit maybe of the pandemic is, you know, with these Zoom calls we've had to make, we've, we've really kind of refined our message. And I think I've done a really good job of educating policymakers, you know, as to, you know, who we are and, and you know, what we do. And and I think the other part that Bree mentioned, uh, I'll start with you. Karina on this is, you know, connecting. And I guess that's either connecting individually with, you know, other participants on the GR committee, but it could also mean connecting with 
an issue that you feel passionate about. And I know from my experience that happened to me a couple ways. So somebody I like to work with a lot on issues, you know, a legislator or, you know, certain issues I felt really passionate about. Do you see it the same way? Oh, absolutely. In general, it's the industry. And I know, Kurt, you came from outside the industry. But what I have learned in my many years here is really just how passionate folks are in the school bus industry. Student transportation is so special. Uh, And I know Becky and others say we bleed yellow. And I do think that's true. So it is important to make those connections because getting kids to school on time and safely uh, so that they can learn and so that in some cases they can have their meals is so critical. It's it's an easy topic to make a connection with when you're talking to whether it's staffers or legislators or other team members, because because it's pretty common sense what needs to happen. And then it's our expertise that we can bring to the legislators and say, well, here's how it should happen. And here's some things you should consider. But yeah, Kurt, it is about that connection. But But making those connections is pretty easy when you think about what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for sure. And having, you know, been through a number of you know, different organizations and work with different organizations. I agree with the message is very easy. I also think that the DNA of this group is a largely welcoming group. So you're not, you're not feeling judged too much. I think we, we are particular on our message, which is good. But I think for any folks who have concerns about fitting in, like this, this group is very, you know, very, very welcoming. In terms of, you know, both your experiences over time with, you know, GR and advocacy, I'm going to pass this to Bree first. Is there one success story that sticks out above anything else, or is it just a compilation of a number of victories? And, you know, I, I think about in terms of, you know, like my sports background and, you know, some things always stick out more than others that you remember. And it's not always just a absolute win or loss, but it's sometimes, you, you know, the camaraderie you build in just getting to a certain place. So w- anything stick out in your mind, Bree? Yeah, I mean, we, we've had a lot of victories over the years, um, but I think what sticks out to me is during my ear, early years and in involvement, we used to sort of travel the hill in this kind of big New York pack. So it was myself and John Corr and Tim Flood, Bob Pape, and we were just this big group that had a lot of passion about the school bus industry, a lot of passion about what we were doing. And it, and it could have been at times a little bit overwhelming, I'm guessing, for our legislators' offices to have us all pile in and talk about our stories. But I think it was one year in particular, we had a couple issues that really needed to be addressed. One of them was minimum insurance limits. And the other one was talking about requiring a sleep apnea test for drivers that had a specific BMI level. And both of these topics we were pretty passionate about because obviously we carry a ton of insurance and we're talking about an older generally population that's driving for us and the BMI limitations were just really low. And and I just remember the guys in my group like joking around about the fact that they would all have to take a sleep apnea test if this was required. And they're like, you know, normal average size men joking with the legislators about how it just seemed crazy to require probably a huge percentage of our driving population to take this really expensive test. And I think the message was so clear 
to the legislators and we were able to combat that issue and, and kind of have a good time up at the Hill talking to them about it. And it was such a relatable topic for everybody, you know, weight and restrictions around it. And it was just, it was a good time. And we, we all enjoyed going up to the Hill together to talk about those two topics. But those were two wins for us. And it was easy to talk about. Everybody understood the issues. And we just brought real life experience with us into those conversations. Right. Uh, Karina, how about you? Any success story sticks out more than another? Oh, it's funny. It's interesting how much Bree and I actually think alike now, considering how different we started <laughs> in our views. I had a, a similar sentiment. One, I will say that the New York PAC was quite intimidating for those who were not traveling around the Capitol <laughs> within that PAC. But I similarly, you know, went and spent a whole day on the Hill and I was usually accompanied with my, by my CEO. And I remember David Duke and I were on the Hill and I, you know, I think we had one of the first meetings that started in the morning and one of the last that day that ended with maybe nine hours of walking from building to building, having your meetings, having great conversations. And afterwards, when we were done, we'd, you know, you could walk a couple blocks away and we sat down to have a drink and Bree joined us. And this is probably the first time Bree and I had, had sat down together for a drink um, at a NISTA event after the Hill meeting coming from very different meetings, very different agendas. And I remember how much we laughed and we told stories about being on the Hill. And this conversation was so difficult. We had faced some real difficult conversations that year, specifically, I think, about seatbelt issues. But but it was great because it was an opportunity for us to, to relax and to celebrate the successes. And when I say success, it's not even about legislation being passed. It was just success in having all of the meetings that we had. We got to them on time. We had good conversations. We educated staffers and legislators. And, and that was a big success. And I remember that because it was a lot of fun. And the, the buttons for me, when I first started attending, I was a little scared for them, not knowing what to expect. You know, if I had to be the one to start the conversation in every meeting. But, but now they're fun. In fact, I'm really disappointed this year that we can't get back to the Hill and do that. And I'm looking forward to hoping we can do it again next year because, because they are fun and they're conversations that need to happen. And I hope more folks join us when we're able to do them in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And this has been such great conversation. I'm going to pass it to both of you for one you know, last thought, and I don't want to gloss over this. So the busing is coming up April 6th through the 8th. If I'm on the fence about attending, and I'm going to pass this to you, Karina, first, why should I go to the busing? Uh, the, the key benefits, I think, network. We're going to have some great member companies there. Some companies are sending a bunch of folks from their teams. It's an opportunity to meet uh, in person and talk. We're going to have some of our legislative champions come over and visit us. You'll get to network with them, with some of their staffers, and with some regulatory agency folks, which is always really important an opportunity to, to shake hands, especially if you're in D.C. And then, you know, we're working on pulling together on the last day an EV panel. And I think if for nothing else, you look at the direction that our industry is going, it's going to be so important that we have the information, the education, and we're all aligned on a, an electric vehicle strategy. And we're going to have some folks who are really involved in that there to help guide us through not only the funding part and the the vehicle component, but the infrastructure part. So there's a lot to learn. I've got a lot to learn, but that's what I'm most looking forward to. The networking, meeting some of the folks from the Hill who come, who are champions who have helped us through some of these really dark times that we've had, and then learning more about EV. Yeah, absolutely. Bree, any thoughts on, you know, hey, we want to we get some people excited and attending the bus in, you know, what are you going to say to them? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just talk a lot about connections. Like when you think about our group, there are some people that have been involved in NSTA and certainly the school bus industry for decades, decades of experience and knowledge that we can all share with one another. These same players come every year. These same players engage in the bus in and in our meetings every year. So you can miss out on an opportunity to talk to people that are doing what you do and have such a breadth of knowledge in their industry would be a missed opportunity, but but also just direct contact, like Karina said, with our legislators. You want to thank them for their efforts on our behalf, on your behalf last year and during these last couple of years that have been such a struggle. Thank them for search. Thank them for the illegal passing. And then quite honestly, talk to them about your current struggles and what's going to be happening with the future of the industry. You will not get opportunities like this anywhere else to really have such direct contact and communication with our legislators. And hopefully quite a few of them are going to show up and you're really going to be able to get the chance to shake their hands, let them know who you are and what you do and why what we do is so important. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great points. And the other thing I'll, I'll remind folks too is we're not out of the woods in terms of the driver shortage yet. So reminding policymakers, you know, about that important issue to the industry, you know, should remain, you know, in our, you know, list of items to connect with legislators on. I want to thank you both. This has been great conversation for folks. Uh, Karina Noble, Senior Vice President, Communications and External Affairs at National Express. She's also serving as NSTA President. Bree Allen, Senior Director of Operational Improvement, National Express. Bree is the chair of the NSTA Government Relations Committee. Ladies, so thanks so much for joining me and celebrating Women's History Month here on NSTA The Bus Stop. Appreciate you stopping by and probably have you both on in, in short order, probably individually, Karina, talking about your presidency and Bree, a lot of issues that uh, we're dealing with. So, but thanks, thanks for taking time out to, to join me. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks. You're very Karina. welcome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you.